0: You know, as we're talking about this, Jason, and I got to say this. First of all, first time we're going to see two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. It's not the story, it's just a part of the story, right? It's it certainly has to be talked about and mentioned because it's been a long time coming before, you know, the history of the yeah. black quarterback in the NFL and what's going on. We can talk about that another time, but that is part of this storyline. So, my point is, this narrative that we've heard over the years that you can't win with a guy like Jalen Hurts is bullshit. <laughs> that you can't get to a Super Bowl with a guy like Jalen Hurts. I don't, I don't believe that. If put in the situation that he's been put in with the weapons around yeah. him and you build around his skill set, you absolutely can get to a, a Super Bowl yep. with a guy who ran for over 700 yards and had 14 touchdowns, yep. rushing touchdowns on the season. So we can put that to bed. It has to be the, the right guy. And again, he is for where he's at. But this thing, like, oh, he does all of that, and you can never win that way. We need to, we need to throw that out. All right. <laughs> right. I want I want to ask, I want to ask you about um the fact that you were talking about the Eagles and their, their dominance. And um, you know, with Kansas City not being able to do a lot of this. Listen, I like the Eagles right now. I think they're a two-point favorite. That line may move, but I can't count the Chiefs out because of Patrick Mahomes no. and just what he does, right? But but his receivers, he's down two receivers in that game. We didn't even talk about this, Jason. He didn't have anybody to throw to outside of Kelsey. So yeah. what is that gonna look like for the Super Bowl here in, you know, 10 to 12 days? I just don't know if you're gonna be able to line up against the Eagles with just Kelsey and feel like you're gonna be able to win, uh, you know, even though they they were able to run the football a little bit. I just, I'm really leaning Eagles right now, and maybe that changes over a week or so uh, as we get more information. Sure. But I'm with you, man. I I just think this is a juggernaut for the for the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I lean Eagles as well. Um,
1: you know, I think the Valdez as long as they've got Valdez Scanling, like someone who could stretch the field. Because I mean, Tony has that twitch and speed, but it shows up more underneath and intermediate. It's more yak, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he can make plays on the ball downfield, but he's not going to go out downfield and beat somebody high point like what, what T Higgins did. You know what I mean? Like that's not in his game. Like. The, the only guy that I think they have right now who, who could do something like that, who could really latch onto a deep ball or or, or or maybe out muscle a DB for a ball 50-50 down deep downfield is him. I mean, Kelsey's Kelsey, he's a problem for everybody. Um, you know, a lot of these other guys, like I don't I mean, it's not a great receiving core, right? They don't I mean, they, they don't make, scare you. It's Mahomes. It's Mahomes can make anybody the star in yeah. any given play in any given part of the field. So I mean, Andy Reid will be able to scheme things up. They've got two weeks to prepare. I would think some of those guys are back. Um, you know, LeJerry Sneed would be a big concern for me as well. Mm. Uh, he's their best corner. I know that these rookies played really well at home in a championship game. It's a little different neutral site in a Super Bowl. when every And then two weeks to prepare and all that. And all the different ways the Eagles can stress you. Um, but, yeah, I, I – yeah, I feel like the Eagles could win this game in a lot of different ways, but I also feel that like Mahomes might also just do Mahomes make one more play than the other team. You know what I mean? He might yeah. just find a way to make one more play than you, and he sets Butker up for a field goal, and that's that. Like that. I mean, that script doesn't seem far fetched at all either. Um, you know, a lot of these Chiefs have been there, done that. This is the first time to the mountain for. For more of these Eagles, at least more of these key Eagles. You know, I mean, I know they've got guys like Kelsey and Brandon Graham who were a part of the last Super Bowl team, but I think there's far fewer of them than than there will be coaches and players experiencing this for the first time. Um and then just the Andy Reid thing. I mean, this guy's had two Hall of Fame careers. You know, he had a hard, he had a, whatever it was, 13-year stretch in Philadelphia where he goes to five straight championship games. I know he didn't win a Super Bowl. He won a ton of games. He created a dynamic offense. Um, and then he goes and has this now 10 year run in Kansas City where he's hosting five straight championship games in the other conference. And he's got his Lombardi now. And he's going to be up there with Belichick and Halas and Shula in all these key categories wins, yeah. playoff wins, all that stuff. Um, and what a second Super Bowl title would do for his legacy facing his former team i mean the two brothers yeah kelsey versus kelsey but there's there's a lot of interesting stuff going on and i'm glad you brought up the, the the two black quarterback aspect which i hadn't thought about but like i vividly remember this like when doug Williams was in the super bowl like how and i'm growing up in baltimore and obviously dc is just right down the road and we weren't our skin's fans by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I hated him, but like I was rooting for Doug Williams. Like, well, you know, even once I kind of grasped the magnitude yes. as a teenager of like how much this meant to how many people and how crazy it is, like how crazy it is that this, it took this long. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are we like, how can this be like, this is crazy that these men aren't given the same opportunity as everybody else. Cause there's no way in hell that if this was a meritocracy, the first Black quarterback in a Super
0: Bowl would have been Doug Williams. Like that's crazy. It is, uh, and and it's significant, and it doesn't matter again who wins. It's sort of like when Dungey and Lubby, you know, yeah. were the two first black coaches to square off in a Super Bowl. It's a win. It's a win for the NFL. It's a win for society, and and where we're all where we are, and where we're headed, and and certainly showing that these guys who have either been underrated or not given an opportunity for whatever reason. We, you know, I, I, Warren Moon, I had this conversation with Warren Moon many years ago, and people forget Warren Moon was so damn good in Washington, and he had to go to the CFL for years. Oh, yeah. You know, and then gets his chance. And and I was like, did you ever think about giving up? And he's like, no, because I know I was better than all these guys. Like, I just kept playing, and, you know, opportunity finally comes my way, and he gets to the NFL. Go look at his passing numbers. If you combine those years oh, that he yeah. spent in the CFL – this dude might be the all-time leading passer. Yeah, well, they had a dynasty in Edmonton, right? The
1: like, Edmonton Eskimos went to like five great Cups in six years or something. Like, that. Like, it, like he had a proven, 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 proven. proven, proven That's right. You know, how many incredible high school quarterbacks got to college? Turn position. They turned them into deep. They turned them into corners. They turned them into yep. running backs. They turned them in like they weren't even given like not even no, giving son. a shot. No, <laughs> son, I got a different plan for you. Like, I mean, it's systematic. Right. It's systematic. Like, Complete, yep. like just inherent racism. Like it just it is what it is. We're gonna call it what it is. They were not given the opportunity to do what they were already doing better than ninety eight percent of the people there in their age group cohort who played co- uh, high school athletics.
0: But they they all of a sudden now you can't play the position anymore. Come on. Yeah, it's uh it's it's interesting, Jason. And we could spend a whole show on just that. It is in the huddle, guys. Like us, subscribe. We put new episodes out Tuesday and Thursday. We're getting ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, Brian Baldinger will be here on Thursday. I want to ask you a couple of things about coaching hires before we get out of here. Kellen Moore, out as the Cowboys OC. Mike McCarthy's going to call plays now. I see that smirk on your face. He's going to call plays. I I guess, okay, if you're Mike McCarthy, you say, look, next year's it. If I don't get there, I know I'm probably done. So I might as well go down swinging and I'm going to go ahead and call the plays. I don't know if it'll work, but I said over the weekend on my national show, Jason, that needs to be challenged. She needs a new voice. I don't know if that voice is McCarthy, but Kellen Moore, remember guys, I think the Cowboys were fourth in scoring this year. So what are you doing differently? Well, this is the part, like, (laughs) this is the, this is the
1: stuff that I love because I'm old enough to remember You know Mike McCarthy's year like out of football, and he's doing his media redemption tour, and he's got guys from ESPN and NFL Network who he's inviting in. Right, he's showing you his war room and his man cave. Yeah, and he's with some guys who are going to be on his staff, and he's reinventing himself. Right, and I've learned from my mistakes. And yeah, it got a little stale at the end in Green Bay. You know, I was too worried about calling the next play and it was affecting my game management. Right. So less is more. Right. The new I'm, I'm open to new concepts. I'm open to delegating. Like I'm here to be the CEO and I've got guys who can call plays. And now here I think that was the, like that was the cell. Like that, that was He's, him and his his representatives. Yeah. This is new Mike McCarthy. So. Yep. The team doesn't win anything of any significance, right? The Kellen Moore, who I think has been overrated and overhyped, but did some good things there. So we're out with him. And the answer is the guy whose moment of zen, whose self realization was that I really shouldn't be doing all this. We're back to that.
0: Uh, that just felt like, is, is any
1: of that not factual?
0: No, he's sitting at his press conference. the whole
1: freaking thing about new Mike McCarthy,
0: which wasn't very good.
1: It was pedestrian. And now we're going back to old Mike McCarthy, which was really bad the last few years. Like, it was an archaic offense. The quarterback wanted to choke him out. You know what I mean? Like, they're not developing receivers. Everything's a spot wrap. Like, I I mean, I'm just saying that this is like – and that's the answer. Now, Um, Dan Quinn by Thanksgiving. (laughs) I think Dan Quinn will be coaching that Thanksgiving game. They'll have thrown
0: McCarthy into the Salvation Army thing. And rolled his ass back to Wisconsin. <laughs> Call it now. Call it now. Listen, there is a reason why DQ came back. And the main reason is he's loved by Jerry. He's the by next head coach
1: of the Dallas Cowboys.
0: He's loved by Jerry, and he understands I could take a couple of these other jobs, but the job, the best job for me may be right here. And oh, it yeah. may happen sooner than later. And listen, he's not going to say that. He's not going to talk about of it. Not. But guys, do not it's be fooled. a deal. Yes. You'll take yourself off the market again. Correct.
1: Correct. Maybe I get, you know, the whatever job. I'm trying to get a job that's going to open, a bad job that will open next year. Like, no, you're there for the start. And, and I'll tell you what, watch how the money starts flowing. Like, we're getting off of Zeke. Jerry, we're getting off of Zeke. Save your money for Parsons. That's Parsons right. is the face of the team. You, what, like, you know what I mean? Watch yep. how... Yep. And you're already going to see that like, Jerry be ready to cut the cord on Zeke. But Zeke's going to have to leave a lot of money on the table to come no, back. He's like, be- it's yeah. going to be about building that defense up. Because I think you've seen, like, is Dak going to put a team on his back and lead him to a Super Bowl? Probably probably not. There's very few guys who can. You know what I mean? So how are we going to how are we going to do this? How are we going to win? We got to get we got to get Pollard healthy. We got to keep him. We got to have you know, a year from now, we got to know what Parsons wants and be ready to get that done. That's right. You know, we're got, we got to keep drafting D-linemen. We got to keep drafting O-linemen. And, yeah, I mean, but this thing with McCar- like Mike McCarthy, the play caller, ain't going to save the
0: day. Vic Fangio, uh, the new coordinator with the Dolphins, what do you think as far as the D.C.? He was up for a bunch of jobs. Listen, I like yeah. Vic Fangio as a D.C., did not like him as a head coach. It was a reason why yes. he wasn't a head coach for a very long time, and then yes. Denver pulled the trigger. And he lasted three years. But as a DC with the Dolphins talent, I actually like this. No, It's a good fit. Yeah, I think it's a good fit. Um, He's
1: spawned a whole, he's got a whole coaching family tree going now, you know, with the Brandon Staley's in the world. Like there's a lot of people who come across him, come under him at various times, who now are starting to become head coaches or head coaching candidates. Um, There was a lot of competition for his services uh yeah i think him running that side of the ball is is perfect um like do i like ed donatello as a d coordinator no i don't no, no. coaching secondary for vic fangio worked really really well in a lot of different places over the years um so yes i, I think that there, there was there was too many There there's too much underlying talent there for it not to be manifesting itself more the year before under brian flores the last 10 weeks of the season is arguably it was definitely a top five defense and yeah, it may have been the best. So no, I think Vic Fangio, um that's a that's a got plenty of toys
0: to get cranked up there. All right, last thing, Panthers hire Frank right. I don't know how yeah. you don't look at Steve Wilkes and go, he righted the ship, he made us yep. competitive. We're on the cusp of the playoffs, all the things that happened. You traded your best wide receiver. You you moved on from Baker Mayfield. I mean, we it did all on and on and on. Yeah. yeah, but he doesn't get the job. No. And it just gets back to what I believe, you know, when you talk, and again, Frank Reich may be the best hire they, they've had. Who knows? He may be great, and yeah. that's fine. But it also gets back to what do black coaches have to do yeah. to get the opportunity. Right. So we think D'Amico Ryans is going to get the Texans job, which yes. is fine. He's going to go back He's getting there. a job. Like if it's if it's not there, it's just because they botched it and he'll go to Denver
1: or he'll go to Arizona. Right. Like, he's yes, he's getting a job.
0: So what what do these guys have to do for Steve Wilkes? You think about his history over just the last few years. Right. He's the coach of the Cardinals one year. They screw him. He's fired. Yep. He takes the job there as a D.C. He had been there with Ron Rivera. I mean, it's just like, OK, I'm doing all these things. You went back to college for a bit, right?
1: Because you yeah. went, okay. Well, everybody's emulating these college offenses. I'll, I'll do that.
0: Like, yeah, right. Nice. But, but you know, he's like I'm doing all these things, and then it's can't get a job. So I don't know. Um, But what do you think about Frank Wright there with the Panthers? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, to your
1: point, the goalposts are constantly the goalposts are moving for Black hick. Like, it's, it's. I mean, it, 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 well, listen. It, the good news the league is it's The good news is shameful. The way this league fails to provide opportunities for and tap into what could be a tremendous resource for them and and
0: well Jason they, here's just, the other problem don't, me they don't respect but here's what the other problem have done and can do you say you're committed to it you have protocols and, and and things in place to say you're committed to it but we know that's not the case because the results don't match that and no. and, and what i was going to say is the good news is, you know, for the Texans, hell, they hire more black coaches than anybody in the NFL, but they fire more yes. black coaches than anybody else in the NFL. Yes. So, you know, it's almost like their their slogan, as I said yesterday, should be, hey, we hire people of color. Yeah. We we yeah. hire black coaches over here. Yeah. And then the second part of that is, but we also fire them a year later. Yeah. Chew them up and spit them
1: out. I, 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 look, I, Steve Wilkes is more than worthy of being an NFL head coach. I don't, you know. DJ Moore keeps his helmet on against the Falcons, and he might have won the damn division despite having no no one would have given him a chance to do so. And remember, he's coaching with what's left of Matt Rule's staff. Like, look, Frank Reich deserved one of these jobs. I'm not surprised that they hired Frank Reich the longer it went on that they didn't just promote Steve Wilkes knowing his ties to the organization and knowing that this owner had talked himself into offense, 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 which is so stupid. Like how can these people supposedly be so smart? And they are these leaders, captains of industry, like, and, and, you know, all they want to do is win allegedly. And it's like, you you just, you, you have these fallacies or these preconceived notions. You know what I mean? That just like the, the cycle just keeps repeating itself and you're not getting any better. Like, it, it, anyway, but look, I thought Frank Reich did a good job in Indianapolis. I think Frank Reich got hosed. You saw what happened to that franchise when they tried their little, you know, experiment with Jeff Saturday that might continue. Like that, I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced that Jim Mercer is strongly, strongly, strongly considering Jeff Saturday, whether he ultimately does that or not remains to be seen. It would not surprise me at this point. Yeah. If he just says, I'll show you again. Um, which, again, is indicative of who's making these decisions, the kind of people who get to decide who gets these once-in-a-lifetime jobs. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I assume they'll draft a quarterback there, and, and Frank will help develop them. Frank's been really good around a lot of young quarterbacks for a long time. But, yeah, Steve wilkes it's I, – I just – I feel horribly for him. And – He should be – you can't tell me that there's 32 better coaches on the planet than Steve Wilkes. I'm not buying it.
0: Next week, guys, we're talking about the Super Bowl. We'll be giving you our predictions. We'll be talking about the matchups. We'll be breaking things down, and we'll be talking about other things that are going on around the NFL, as we do in the huddle. For Jason Lock on 4, I'm Carl Dukes. Follow us on social media. Check Jason's columns out, Washington Post, guys. As he said, a great article last week, uh, just a few days ago, actually, about Tom Brady and the moving quarterback situation around the league. But we always appreciate you being here in the huddle with us. Like and subscribe. We put new episodes out on Tuesday and Thursdays every week as we get ready and count down to the Super Bowl. Have a great day, everybody.